Yo, it's Lenny and Cameron on the mic again. We gonna bust it out, give it a grade of 10. No, we don't actually grade by numbers, we grade by letters because we know how to do it better. Check it, it's Cameron on the mic, left side, but you can't see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <I> well, uh <laughs> Welcome back to Hikey Book Club with a musical intro. That, <laughs> yep. Yeah, by Cameron. I'm Delaney. I'm Cameron. And Hikey Book Club is a podcast where we discuss movies. It's basically a book club, but for movies and TV shows. This is great. So you, you do the intro now. You like to explain what we are. Yes. It's a little like tag. Mm-hmm. That's good. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, I just think just in case people don't know what we are. Fair enough. Yeah. We just, we, we do. And Hikey Book Club is vague. And usually the it, first... The first half is non-spoilers, and second half is spoilers, and that's indicated by a musical break. Indicated by a musical break. Just so you know. So right now is the non-spoilers part. That's right. Yes. Except when you hear the musical break, that's your cue to turn off. If you haven't seen it yet. That's right. And the movie we're covering today is... Rent, another musical. Rent. Thanks for chilling with us last week for a little low-key book club. Oh yeah. I know we've been away. It's been a while. We all been chilling. Yeah, we. It was a, Memorial a lot. Day. Yeah, we were out of town a lot. And but Memorial. Let's remember, Memorial Day is not about barbecues and swimming by the pool. It is to remember our fallen veterans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, and I, I thought it would be a good idea. Because we're in the mood. We just went to New York. The city. capital. Yeah. New York City. The capital of musicals. If you heard our last podcast, that's where we talked about what we did. And we're just feeling in the musical mood. So we were thinking of doing a little a summer movie musical month. or summer, Musical madness? Something like that. Just throughout the month of June, do musicals every week, or I cover a musical every week this on hiking. Madness. Yeah, because we both like musicals quite a bit. Like, love <laughs> Cameron. Cameron is like born to be a musical star. I can't dance. What? Uh, no, <laughs> it's your whole I thing. I know. No, but seriously, musical actors and actresses, they train so long to be able to dance the routines of that they course, do yeah. and un, i mean it's one of the i feel like you don't just bust into musicals it's something that you have to have grown up with being around and doing since you were young in order to get into it um that's just my take i guess but also like it requires so much more skill than just i acting. agree but you could I, I could see you being in a musical in a local thing or something it's true now i think what's interesting about musicals is that often i think acting almost gets like the short end of the stick because the singing and dancing is priority is, mm-hmm. makes sense i mean but i was i was so blown away obviously on broadway everyone is like talented all around right and when we saw we saw kinky boots on That's broadway right. it was like 
I was so blown away. And there was kids. There, there, there was, were two kids. There were two kids in the in the in the thing, no, no. and they sang, and they were so cute. Yeah, I mean, it was short. They were only there really at the beginning and at the end. Right, right. But they were so cute, they and I great. was like, "How do you even get into this so young? How do you get on Broadway so right? young?" Yeah, I told Zeleny, I think it's an agency. Well, yeah, obviously, fancy parents <laughs> probably parenting right. had a little bit into it. I know, but I'm just like, how cool would it be? To That's say, a real special childhood. Yeah, to like say when you're old. I just, I, I'm very fascinated. I was by young, kinky. No, I forgot their names. I was, <laughs> I was fascinated, or I'm always fascinated by like child, I guess actors and everything, and any any child children in the entertainment business because for sure they're like working. Yeah, they go and uh, yeah. getting a paycheck. I, didn't I bring that up with you? I was like, what? what when did they go to school? Yeah, uh, like well, what, we've do talked they go to about school? it before. Well, we, I think in High School Musical we talked about. Oh, okay, but. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's interesting, but we can... Yeah, it really is. We're, a were topic any, for another day. It is. Huh. Were there any kids in Rent? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not kid appropriate, that's uh, for sure. So mm. if you have kids, don't watch Rent with them, probably. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, it has some adult dark themes. No, I agree, though. You're right. I saw it as a teenager. Yeah, makes sense. Well, but you were also, like, in that world, and it's famous, you know, you're in the performance mm-hmm. world, so, like... It makes sense for you to be aware of like the good stuff. For sure. Yeah. I guess a little bit of context. Uh, have I mentioned it? I've mentioned you, in the yeah. past that I went to an arts high school. So I went to what was called the High School of Performing and Visual Arts, HSPVA. Represent, uh, no. That sounds uh, so cool. it does yes um we there was a little theme song though that uh other it was like you know one of those pop lore type deals in my houston community where it was like hspva where all the kids are gay blah 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 blah. and i what's the rest of it i don't know i (laughs) I, we could only we couldn't get past the first two lines (laughs) but it was just like you know it was I mean, A, it's false, but B, it also, I think, plays into the stereotype of of, uh, high schoolers that do art uh, or just must be gay or homosexual or feminine in some way. And I've mentioned that to Zeleny before. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just stereotypes. It's like kids being dumb that are. It is. Yeah. I think stuff's changing slowly, but we'll, yeah. we'll get there. So that so I was in high school. It's a good way to kind of introduce my relationship to Rent because yeah. uh, I was in high school when this movie came out. And, you know, I was... Shit. I, I, yeah. You old. What was it? Sure. Oh, God. Rewind the tape somewhere. Uh, <laughs> so... I was becoming a freshman. I was going to my freshman year of high school in 2005 uh, that fall. And there was a girl that I really liked in this theater program. So it was like a theater intensive program where half the day of school was in theater or your art. And that's then the so other half cool. was academics. It's, it's, it's so special. Ridiculous. It's like, I mean, that's what happens though when you pull out PE, right? I'm so jealous. <laughs> out of the curriculum. Yeah. I fucking like hated PE. That's like the only I know, B I ever got. I know. <laughs> Yeah, it was, you know, it's funny the way they made up for it is they had one day like your senior year where you spent half the day doing this physical intensive that you were basically graded on where it was by completion. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just did all these exercises, but it was a way to I think I know get your qualifying about. credit yeah. for that because there's still a credit needed for PE, which is it's ridiculous because we did so much PE in theater. Like looking right. back, I'm like, we did all this yoga and... Mm-hmm 
a whole bunch of physical exercises every day. Um, it was intense. We had like 20, 30 minute warmups just at the beginning of every acting period uh, to get our bodies and voices ready. So it's the theater world is real and <laughs> it's know. a lot of work. But anyway, so I, there was a girl that I really had a crush on this freshman year. It was like the first girl that I liked when uh, I got into high school in. Uh, but it was short lived. And uh, she <laughs> she like she left the high she left the school three months later. So it didn't become anything. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was, I guess, flirting with her, yada, yada. <laughs> and you, I thought she was cool, you know, because she came from a totally different background uh, and all about. She was definitely one of those kids that grew up in musical theater. So oh, mm-hmm. so she I asked her you know, just to try to do something cool with her. I asked if there was any song from a musical that you could perform with me, what would it be? And she said, um, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> so oh anyway, my God. anyway, so she got back to me the next day. She was like, okay, I figured it out. We're going to do light my candle from rent. And I'm like, light what from, huh? And so I got curious. I looked it up and then it turned out that also rent was coming out like that week or something in the movie theater. So I was like, timing is kind of weird and appropriate. And so I was like, <laughs> all right, let's go. So I ended up going with my mom. My mom took me out to rent. My mom ended up loving it. She was like, wow, this is so great. Nice. And then I just absolutely loved it too. But it's so funny because in terms of the film structure, we're going to get into this a little bit later. I I remember having the same feelings about the second half of this musical oh, right. then as I do now. <laughs> But like much more amplified now because I can look at it more holistically. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- that's a good story. I really have no, not much personal connection with Rent. No. I just know of it as like an important moment for, I mean, obviously the musical is was super huge in 1996 was mm-hmm. the year it came out and it went on for like 10 years or something I saw. Mm. And it, that it was an important sort of, moment of representation for the lgbt community uh, but yeah. that's only until like i was older and knew about it i didn't i i, I guess it was after my time and it's so interesting because at the time when i was watching it i definitely i don't think i connected it at the time i was mm-hmm. appreciating it more probably for the music and for the exuberance of it i think that like I was I had almost sheltered myself from musicals growing up. Mm-hmm. And so this was my first exposure to that theatricality, that side of theatricality. And mm-hmm. uh, because I was definitely on the actor side. This was like mm-hmm. a whole thing when I was in high school, because once I learned about Rent and I fell in love with it, I started to begin to appreciate musicals for the first time and really love them. And then when I saw the musicals happening in my high school, like we did cabaret and Mm. a few others. And those were my first, I had like crew experiences where I was Uh on like technical crew for those. And it was, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just remembering when we produced cabaret, actually that's when Katrina happened in 2005. Oh, so yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I re- yeah, it was a whole thing. Because, like, our school our school didn't close for that long. Or, but it closed for, like, half a week or a week when Katrina hit. And then um, I remember because of that timing of it, we lost, like, a whole week of rehearsals for Cabaret. And so they had to cram, like, all of these dress rehearsals and building of the uh, sets, like, in two days. Oh my god! Before the premiere, that's and intense. Yeah, so I remember Maybe that Maybe we should nuts. cover Cabaret. <laughs> cabaret is great. I would recommend that actually. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Liza Minnelli, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I don't know much about it, but yeah, it's great. It's great. Sounds it's a good musical. 
Yeah, so that's the thing is that I got really into musicals and I even tried to, by my second year at PVA, I tried to transition or switch over mm. to the musical major, but I just Dang. like, I was so disorganized and I didn't, ha- I, I feel like I was a little bit late on it too. Mm-hmm. So um ended up not. I ended up not doing that. Wow. Yeah. So, because Eleni keeps telling me that I should do musicals. I mean, I just saw Kinky Boots and I was like, dang, I could see Cameron up there. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, just the the extraness of, like, how they have to, like, you know. For sure. Dance around and, and, and say was, their lines. Like, I just see Cameron as very, like, theatrical. I had so much exposure to that in my high school. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, why I have a sense of the sharpness mm-hmm. in those routines uh, and numbers that I do because I was just around it as so much when I was developing in high school. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, I mean, I would love to do it, but like I said, it's it's very much a, your body has to be in its prime when you're doing it. And yeah, I know. I don't mean... Not that my body's not in my prime. No. <laughs> right, that too. I don't mean you should be on Broadway. I just mean like you should find a way to like do that. I'm going to find know a what way. I mean? Oh, yeah. Even if it's just lip syncing my favorite musical songs yeah, exactly. on YouTube. Sure. If you want to see that, tweet us at <laughs> Hikey Book Club. I mean, Cameron would give a performance, I'm telling you. <laughs> we, oh. we might for our... Uh, we'll talk about the production. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. So, so uh, okay. we have some uh, notes yeah. about Rent to go into. Yeah, let's go into it. So, yeah, the, the, the movie was released in 2005, like Cameron said. So, it's like almost 10 years after... The, the Broadway musical and it was directed by Chris Columbus who did Harry Potter one and two, which were actually before this. I didn't even realize yeah. that's crazy. I see as Harry Potter as more recent, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I guess I was, yeah, I, I was not age. It was not age appropriate for me to watch rent. I don't think oh, at my I age, I was like 10. I mean, I just don't think you would have understood it. Well, that too. That's true. Yeah. Same thing though. Like, it wouldn't have made an impact, I don't think. Right. So Chris Columbus also, I think, directed Mrs. Doubtfire. But that's not to say that children at 10 should not ro- watch musicals in general. I no, think definitely. Some, what? Yeah. Are you kidding? High School Musical? Hello? Uh, okay, well. <laughs> no. <laughs> it just that the material is a lot more adult, for sure, for sure, in Rent. So, like, not necessarily for kids. I mean, I saw Chicago. I had no, I and I have no idea what happened in it. I can't tell, <laughs> I can't tell you what happened in Chicago. What? So. <laughs> Yeah. What so, happens in Chicago stays in Chicago. Yeah, clearly. And then, okay, so the musical was by Jonathan Larson, as you you knew that yes, already. for sure. You told me. and But he died, like, the morning of the, premiere, the previews. Oh, Not the even previews, the premiere, yeah, the previews. Of Rent, mm-hmm. the, bro- the and musical. It, yeah. And it was off-Broadway still. Right, right. Yeah, but then he, he won three Tonys and the Pulitzer Prize after post-death, post-humus, mm-hmm. post-humus, post, no, yeah, not hummus. <laughs> I always say posthumously. Oh. But I pronounce the T, so. I have no idea. Tell us, tweet us how you say that word <laughs> at Haiki Book Club. And he also won the Pulitzer Prize, which is, they only give it like once per decade for a musical, like to musicals. Oh, wow. Um, he and, got that? Yeah, and guess. So, in 90, so Rent was like the 90s. musical of the 90s? Yeah, and <laughs> Guess who has it for our current decade? Who got right it? now? Yeah. Oh, come on. Is it really? Do I need to guess? Yeah. Do, oh, come on. You know. It's got to be Lin-Manuel. Yeah. For? <laughs> uh, uh, what's it called? In the Heights. No. 
girl. <laughs> <laughs> do you even know what In the Heights is? I do. I've actually oh, cool. listened to all of it well, multiple times. Damn. I was, I was forced, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, I can't sing it because it's like rapping. But <laughs> so, so he got the Pulitzer for Hamilton? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that that's, that's the musical but Hamilton is such a watershed. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. So Rent was the Hamilton of the 90s. So if you need a reference. Very nice. <laughs> so, well, what about the decade in between? Uh, I forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I can't even think of any musicals that came out. Yeah, it wasn't. Decade. Hamilton was literally the one I recognized the most. And Rent. But like, hold up. Hold up. Okay. <laughs> it's not even the end of the decade yet. And well, how are they gonna, it was that good. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like <laughs> even if like the best musical comes out in 2019, they, it's like... Nope. Too bad you lost Too your chance. Late. Yeah. Oh my god. I think they could, if something really that good happened, they could give it the next decade. It's not that like I strict. Like I feel like something from the eighties was like, or seventies was like from sixty. I don't know. I mean, like shout out to Hamilton for bringing back interest in musicals to begin with. That's true. Yeah, the modern. While we're on it, do you think there'll be a movie of Hamilton? I hope so. That was that way people can actually see it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Honestly. right? Like, come on, think of your yeah broad audience and Lynn manuel is no stranger to movies too so that's why i'm like right. it's i feel like he should do it he can do it no brainer so yeah he died of uh, uh not Lynn manuel but <laughs> jonathan larson from rent he passed away from something called marfan syndrome which was some aortic dissection and all i can gather from that is like a heart thing hmm. and um he he it, it was like a curable condition but the doctors didn't catch it the few days before he had had some chest pains and they just misdiagnosed it as like the flu oh, or something goodness. and so he passed away yeah it, i mean it's pretty tragic i mean that's a that's a whole thing in medicalness <laughs> I've, yeah like I've misdiagnosed only, yeah i mean the whole thing. diagnosis process is a thing and i mean that's what i guess like why doctors have so much responsibility yeah for sure yeah i mean it's super unfortunate yeah. So and and the original musical was based on the opera La Bohème. La Bohème. La Bohème. La Bohème. I mean, it's not even. I don't even think you're supposed to pronounce the H. It's like La oh. Bohème. Oh, okay, cool. Nineteen eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. I mean, nineteen eighty-eight. Oh, really? I don't know. Uh, Are you sure it's not eighteen eighty-eight? I don't know. I don't <laughs> remember. But I can't remember. But I thought it was. I thought it was like an old musical. But I thought that I could too. Be wrong. Maybe it was like a typo. It it is based on, but it's like an old thing. It's it's definitely they updated it to be like super New York mm-hmm. and modern. Oh, for sure. That's just it's just the concept. Yeah. Of uh, that bohemian lifestyle. Kind of like how a lot of things are based on Shakespeare plays, but mm-hmm. they're not like anything old timey or mm-hmm. anything. Just like an updated. Yeah. Just the general plot or characters. Right. Well, I think it's like the same. Uh, how do I, I don't, I don't want to say premise, but the same uh, maybe tone yeah. adapted to a specific American experience. Well, same conflict, kind of. Hmm. Same conflicts. It's about AIDS too? No, but like. Oh, about just like the artist struggling and, yeah, to make that. it in the city. Because like, yeah. I know the filmmaker and the original was like some other thing. Well, the musician Roger was like a poet in the original oh really the, yeah okay. so like the characters kind of match up okay. but th- there's no like same-sex couples like right they were all right. hetero and then right yeah got it so like what's her name joanne character was like an old rich guy you know oh. <laughs> in the original <laughs> that was like powerful so that's cool that it was just uh, it was updated wow it's like you read the whole thing what do you mean 
You know so much about La Boheme. Well, <laughs> no, I just read up the like how it was matching up or what things were based on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was interesting for sure. That is based on something. Yeah. And also, I th- I thought it was cool. I didn't know this that like six of the they were like the original cast members mm-hmm. in the movie. Yep. That's so cool. The Roger actor, he had uh, short hair, right? I think. Oh. In the um. The musical in the Broadway. Why would I know that? <laughs> and then, like, oh, we busted out long hair with the I liked movie. It. I'm into I thought so too. I mean, it fits the character for sure. Yeah, it's a lot better. Um, the only two, and and you were right. Um, the only two cast members that didn't make it to the movie were the Joanne actress and Mimi, which right. are played by Tracy Toms and Rosario Dawson, respectively. And it was because I found out why. <laughs> Jo- the character, uh, the actress that played Joanne was too old to play Joanne at uh, that point. Yeah. And the actress that played Mimi was pregnant. And also she thought might be too old. Uh, yeah. So, because yeah. I, I was wondering when I read that. Well, that's cool. So it wasn't just like, it, it wasn't, it wasn't just like deliberate choices to. Like exclude. Yeah. To say that, no, like these two definitely just need to be moved out. It's like, no, they had a real reason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it makes sense. It was 10 years later, like that mm-hmm. some of them don't really fit right. the age range anymore. But, you know, it's cool. I think that you, well, so, <laughs> uh, I mean, <sighs> I don't know if I want to get into this now. I what? just have a critique about the difference in acting. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to yeah. in the spoiler section. Yeah. I mean, definitely rent lasts. How many minutes? <laughs> <laughs> what? The actual movie? Yeah. Is well, it? what does it feel like it lasts? How many minutes? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. How many minutes does rent feel like it lasts? 525. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so mean. I am mean, but also... What the hell? It's so long. Just just warning everyone out there. It's uh, a low long. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it's and it's <laughs> longer than your typical hour and a half or two hour movie. Sorry. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a literally it's a freaking musical. Cameron, every time there was like a like an act break or something, he'd be like, oh, it should be over now. <laughs> or like it's. Sh- it should have been, it should have ended there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, what? Why why does it keep going then? I know. So that's sort of my pet peeve. But, but but the Broadway musical probably went on for like three hours. Well, but that's a Broadway musical. Yeah, there were Hello. uh there were a lot of songs in <laughs> the Broadway musical that did not make the film cut. Mm-hmm. And kind of vice versa, if I remember right. I think uh I mean I could be wrong, but I think you love your eyes, I don't think was in the Broadway musical. I could be wrong. But I'm really bad at remembering the songs afterwards. Sure. But you, you know I'm I mean, better. So. Well, I don't blame you. I just happen. I just love these songs. Right, and right. I listen to them so much. That's um, fine. I'm relying on you. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad that I could like quote them. No, it's like, not. I sing them. It's not bad. That's true. Uh, so, but yeah, there were definitely, um, I mean, it's hard, right? Because you don't want to mess with the uh, original author's craft that he yeah. wrote. Right. But in terms of the movie, there are definitely like numbers that I don't think were necessary. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then especially just this, uh, like mo- a lot of the last 40 minutes or so, mm. I feel like just kind of the pacing of it is poor. It drags on and on and doesn't, there's nothing to, I mean, I put this in Lizzie notebook, but I do think that part of it gets to like melodramatic 
uh, towards the end. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> that it, it loses its thunder that it was established in the first part of the movie. Got it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely an important... I think it's an important movie to watch because this is like the review section. That's why I'm reviewing yeah. it. I think it was a very important. Well, it's it's if you don't get to see the Broadway play, I mean, at least you can see the movie and see kind yeah. of what it's about, experience right. the story. And I mean, the singers are good. It's just to me, what's weird is like, and we'll get more into it in the spoiler part, but combining the very cheesiness of musicals with such like dark and like sad mm. themes uh-huh. it's like it's a weird mix to me that's so interesting so it's kind of like you think that the format of the musical uh necessitates more light-hearted uh content material well, i don't know it's, i don't know how i feel about it necessarily because I, I on one end i'm like well this is very deep topics that maybe you should take a little more seriously than like singing cheesy songs to it but then at, on the other hand, I feel like, well, it's nice to, like, lighten the mood a bit of, like, dark situations with songs. Well, I think it's trying to bring attention to recognizing the individuals that have this sickness as as people, too, mm-hmm. to, like, validate them as artists and as people that are just as worthy and capable of expression the as anybody else the problem at the time period i mean not exactly when the, the you know society was starting mm-hmm. to come around at that point for mm-hmm. sure but in the late up to the late 80s and even early 90s they were still uh people who had aids were still not uh fully accepted into society and you know written off as the lower ranks like absolute mm-hmm. lower ranks mm-hmm. of society um, and a lot of the problem with that was also still perceptions of homosexuality at this point homosexuality was still somewhat you know in a sense taboo in the sense that you don't come out in public about it you don't it's not necessarily something that you flaunt around unless you uh, like the, so this, um, the musical uh, I think allows the those people to find expression and also find uh, their ways to you know a way of representing them as artists in society mm-hmm. and maybe it makes the situation more approachable through mm-hmm. the music i, I mean maybe you know definitely mean? Th- thinking about the audiences that come out to musicals like mm-hmm. those are elite people that's true yeah i mean it was definitely very and like tourists you know you're thinking of people visiting new york for the first time and they want to get you know a unique slice of but also real slice of new york yeah experience and that was definitely very much new york yeah i just think it's an interesting juxtaposition like i didn't i don't know if i was expecting i mean i i knew the general themes covered but like i didn't know it would be that Mm -hmm. sad you know because people love it so much and i'm just like i'm i'm i stay away from sad things more often you know what i mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's it's good to to be aware of it just because of how important it was. For sure. Especially the musical, but like the movie is what we have. Well, you can watch the like, like off Broadway on YouTube, I think. Yeah, I guess so. If you're really into that. 
there was I had the rent DVD. So there was extra features um, of like old, you know, they made like a documentary. So they had all this old footage from nice. the rehearsals and such. And that was pretty cool. That's cool. I saw there was an alternate ending, but we can get to that. Oh, what? I'm afraid. It's not that bad. It matched the the musical more. Oh, good. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's again, this is just, that's just one of my ongoing issues with this film. Yeah. Is that it really uh, it pivots from the, the music. true musical yeah yeah uh, there were some things about that so yeah <laughs> a lot of these actors like i didn't realize they were on rent before like i'd seen them on other things but uh-huh. i wasn't like anthony rap yeah well anthony rap i think he's important to discuss because of his role in the me too movement right and especially like the me too movement for men which is a lot more there's less people in that, on that side yeah, for sure. He's he's maintained an important role yeah. in uh, that part of s- s- stardom. Mm-hmm. He's a, you know he was in dazed and confused. What did he's you done know that? a lot of things right? Mm-hmm. I, what what else? Uh, I'm not exactly oh. sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> Got it. I, well, I feel like I saw I've seen I don't know. Yeah, I mean he was a small character in dazed and confused, but you know oh. he was cast locally here, so I think that's interesting. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's cool. And like after this, I'm like, oh, I he, like him. He's gay in real life, but uh, he wasn't gay in the movie. Oh, right. Yeah, I kept getting confused about that. Spoilers. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, but good for him for like speaking out, especially for men. I feel like it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's like an extra layer of like tabooness, but he's helping others i'm sure no it's good i think like and i was talking to zeleni about this that uh, i think it's also important when taking into consideration the predatorial behaviors of men to mm-hmm. also think about how that uh, reflects also in the gay community yeah of, for sure uh, many young men experiencing or being victims to predatory behavior like that yeah it's so unfortunate mm-hmm. yeah and then also i recognize the girl <laughs> The actress that plays Joanne, mm-hmm. Tracy Toms, because she was on an episode of Catfish. Like she was a what? She was like a a victim on Catfish. Like she was like the person. Wait, that, the, the MTV show? Yeah, Catfish. The, yeah, the MTV show. She's a, like one of the people that calls like Neiman Max to like help her uh. with a Catfish. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. And they were all like, "I'm telling you, just like what these celebrities will do these days for <laughs> no, a little slice of no, action." No, she's cool. She was being she genuine is. in the yeah. episode. Like that episode really made me like her. I feel like I got to know That's her good. a lot through that good. episode, which is random. But yeah, like Neven, it was so funny. Neven and Max were like fanning out, you know, or like about yeah, meeting her for sure. <laughs> it was just so funny. It was weird because usually, like, it's just regular people. She's so soulful. She's cool. Yeah. What else? I'm trying to see if there's anything. Yeah, there's so many songs. We're so curious to know about what your favorite character is. So if you want to tweet us at High Key Book Club, tell us who you really liked in Rent. Was I it Roger or Angel? Did you like Colin? I definitely loved Angel. Angel's a- amazing. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm so- okay. Let's move on to spoilers with that. Give me your heart, I'll be your shelter, wherever, whenever. Now I'm done. I'm okay, that's the musical break, first point. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Um, 
Okay, so if you haven't seen Rent, please go away because <laughs> we're going to spoil it all. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, is there much to spoil? Not though? really. Yeah. I mean, somebody it, dies. Yeah. Who and died? Who? Arakita. Avita? Huh? Yeah, it's a musical song. Ona- okay. <laughs> Honestly, something. I forgot. <laughs> 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 Way to kick it off, Selene. You, Honest. you're the best high key host. Hey, that's so rude. I do all the research. What? All the re? I was. I totally tried, and then you took my research from okay, me. Okay, maybe I did. Uh, but come on, anyway, give me some credit. Give yeah, me some credit. Yeah, you, you tried, and you know a lot, but you already knew like the important stuff. A little bit. So yeah. Oh, I was gonna say honestly, it's it's a movie where like, or a story. One of the stories of like, not much happens. You right. know, it's like more like living life kind of thing. A little bit. Uh, there's like two. I guess I would say there's like two main things, and the rest are subplots. Well, I I just feel like it's a generally that type of story. Like I think of like Lady Bird too, right? Where it's like living, just living life stories, not like this crazy thing happens and everyone has to fix it. It is, you You're know. Right. It's like. It's more of like living life. I feel like right. that's a I mean, genre. There's no, I wouldn't say this is one main goal. Yeah. You know, if there is one main goal, it's to to, to just find a way to make rent. But yeah. it's still vague. You know, they, it's yeah. in shades of vagueness For sure. throughout the film. And, you know, I was just sitting here thinking about it as you were talking about, I think this movie is uh, a kaleidoscope of four different relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, this uh, m- group of friends so you have eight friends and i think that uh two of them at least two uh in that group of eight uh each have a relationship to work out and then like some of them have side relationships it's like you know roger has his relationship with mimi but then also his relationship with his friend mark Mm -hmm. so a lot of the friendships intertwine like that but uh, there's at least like each character has at least one main relationship that is what their narrative is within this broader plot or situation within the one year um and so there's like a couple of key plot points that move the story forward mm-hmm. but in the whole it's yeah the story of these friends and what and the life of these friends in one year which is mm-hmm. what the song 525 is all about it right <laughs> which just to yeah not to i mean this is kind of like spoiler i guess but in the musical uh so in the movie we saw that song 525,000 mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie when in the musical, in the Broadway musical, we don't hear that song until the beginning of the second act. Oh. So it's like that's the song that brings you back to inter- from intermission. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The song that it starts off in the musical is the second song in the movie, which is Rent, the more rock hard one. Mm-hmm. That's like the opening song, Got which it. makes sense. It's yeah. called Rent. Yeah. And it seems more opening-y. Mm-hmm. Um, the name of the song that's 500 mm-hmm. uh that's called seasons of love oh got it yeah you're right i forget but yeah love. yeah so the alternate ending was about how it was kind of it's, it's along these lines of it was like all of them lined up the way we see them in the intro oh yeah with angel spot missing oh. like empty and then he comes out slowly oh, really yeah but which is how the broadway musical ended mm. but like I guess Chris Columbus or someone said that they didn't want people to get confused that like Angel died. Still, no, that or like that he's still alive. Oh, right. All right. Yeah. 
yeah <laughs> you know i mean that's fine but um, it's very yeah i agree i mean but it's a very musical type of ending because it's it like is. the cast lineup you know exactly yeah and they gave us to that they gave us that in the beginning in the yeah. opening credits which is great uh i really like the opening credits I do too. Uh, number myself uh it's a really great minimalist way to introduce us to all of the characters mm-hmm. um but yet not give us much like other than their attire and the way that they approach the songs, we don't have any hints about what their characters are mm-hmm. yet. It just shows them on an equal playing field and that's just them in an in- empty auditorium. Yeah. Now you could might interpret that as maybe their message is to act up, fight AIDS, but nobody's listening, but you know, take to it what? Will. I, so, <laughs> I mean, this is like a deep read, which that's could be fine. That's cool. Yeah. It, uh, just thinking about, so in the opening in the film, the they're singing in this auditorium that's empty mm-hmm. and we don't see that it's empty until the very last shot, um, that they're not singing to anybody in the audience. Uh, so you could read it as like them singing out their message about act up fight AIDS, but to a crowd where nobody's listening. Dang, that, I mean, that's powerful. I'm into mm-hmm. that deep. Deep read. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, on the ending note, I actually really liked the ending. Uh, It's one of the few uh things that I actually appreciated about the movie (laughs) in terms of the second half. Yeah, Cameron had like an accidental crisis watching it this time because he was like, what? This is pretty cheesy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I loved it so much as a, it's one of those movies that I like. Oh, loved as a kid I know. And I look back and I'm like, why did I like this? That's so literally every movie I ever I loved as a kid. Now I'm like, dang. I uh, mean, I just have to embrace it. I like a lot of shitty movies from. A lot of it, again, goes back to, for me, to the editing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they could have edited this with a lot more uh, better pacing, uh, quicker pacing at moments. And There's so many songs. Mm-hmm, there were. There were. And, and I feel like bits of like there are certain moments that are really great and powerful of revealing uh, characters that are underplayed in how they filmed it. But the ending uh, is with them uh, replaying Mar- all of Mark's footage, which, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. that is, I don't know if I can't remember if that's in the musical or not, but he has been in this movie making a documentary right. the whole time. And so I think it's a great way of them reflecting back on the entire past year of all their friendships. And you get to see all these shots in this vintage, you know, video mm-hmm. camera style. And the documentary is even called Today for You, which is the song that mm-hmm. is Angel's solo song in the musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this big tribute to Angel at the very yeah. end. You get this l- really beautiful last shot of uh, that's something I have to say, like the very final shot mm-hmm. of Rent. The movie is great. Nice. Uh, yeah, I agree. That, that's very sweet and depressing, but mm-hmm. that's what they're going for. But the um, climax that led us to that point <laughs> was the cheesiest. I mean, yeah. I just well, I just it's just. It's crazy uh, she like dies but then she comes it's like back Ro- yeah it's like romeo and juliet but not yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it was a little a little melodramatic you're right it's just like it was so funny to me watching it because she she like passes out and and is like having this long drawn out death mm-hmm. and all of the friends are just on the edge of the room looking on as he's singing this really cheesy song right. to her. And it's like, they're not doing anything. But then when she like has the slightest sign of coming back to life, they all rush back. They're like, Oh, it's like, well, we're just going to let you die. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, to me, that was the whole weirdness about most of the movie is that they're seeing, they're like, t- they're discussing these like very serious, dark and sad things. But in these, songs like <laughs> just like doing dramatic movements of like song it's that's 
that's what I'm saying about the weird contrast. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they're like talking to each other in quotes, right. but they're singing. And it's like, it's just, it made me think a lot about the concept of musicals and how weird it is that humans like telling stories that way. It's true. I mean, I don't know how you felt about it. And one of my kind of nitpicky things, or just I don't know how to feel about it, are the songs of when they're in the life support meetings. Oh, uh-huh. There, I think, are specifically two songs when they're in life support meetings that, uh, I mean, maybe I just personally don't like them that much. I feel like they could be thrown out, but um, I feel like they don't add. Again, I mean, I don't know. You should tell me, as somebody who watched the film not knowing much about it coming in, did you think that those moments of the life support meetings helped to add depth to your understanding of the AIDS crisis? I don't know. I mean, it, it just seemed like that's a lot of what they were doing. Like, that's like they're going in these meetings was mm-hmm. like a big part of what their lives. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think that what I'm trying to say is that I don't, if I felt like if you were going to include that in the movie, they should have included it more or they should have incorporated it. I don't know, just like differently. They should have highlighted it better in the film. Mm-hmm. I think in my opinion, they really, um, they just kind of pass by, pass it by and they don't give it as much attention as they should. Oh. And the, and I feel like also the songs from them are uh, a little weak. Also, possibly the strong, one of the strongest, one of them particularly, I think it's called uh, Will I? I think that's what it's called. And it's like this long, long ensemble chorus of like adding a new layer of singers every round that they come back around to it. But it's just like repetitive loop song. And while it's really, really beautiful, um, I just it's 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 like slow. And I'm like, oh, it's hard for me because when I don't like when it's the first time you see a musical it's hard to retain like any of the songs. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for me to think like which songs were better. I'm just trying to like pay attention to get the story. Yeah. And, and not really listening for the music. I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? But for me, it's just hard. Like I need to really focus. Yeah. To get everything I need. And this type of musical where it's like literally everything is sung. It's true. And in this musical, the songs are actually important where like, the something happens usually in the song yeah. that leads to the next scene. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there were so that was part of my issue is that I felt like there were a lot of plots to weave and mm-hmm. they they did their I guess they tried to do their best to do it um, because I can see evidence in the cuts that they chose and how they cut it that they tried to weave these together. But again, I don't I think it just all becomes like one vague kind of like tone or level and it never ultimately at least on this run of watching the film the film never popped for me it Mm. never busted through to get that like it it kind of took itself in some ways too too seriously Mm. as a film whereas like i'm sure the musical was a lot more like poking fun at itself at a lot of times um Mm. which was evident in the um voicemail so in the music i wanted to talk about this okay it's a key difference from the musical versus the movie is that in the musical the voicemail uh or the the messaging messaging message machine the answering machine machine? Uh, oh god that's how freaking young we are Uh um the answering machine 
in the musical played a really important musical role Mm -hmm. and a lot of times those messages were like sung or like rapped and they were used as these cool transitions between um introducing other characters and like the character other people coming inside the apartment and all that whereas in the movie it was just a couple of scenes that were uh used mainly just for like comedic effect i guess to like break the like small humor effects Mm -hmm. um but yeah like for a little relief yeah exactly yeah whereas they were a lot more central in the musical and just remember listening to that in the soundtrack and like thinking oh man that's really cool how they did it nice yeah wow yeah i mean do you want to or i don't know if you saw the rotten tomato score 46 percent (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah that's so good but i don't know its budget in box office i didn't Look it up. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I know. Can, it's okay. Can I check? No, well, is it that important? I mean, I just want to check. Did you, you see? Did you find it? Uh, no, I mean, I'm pulling it up now. But uh, basically, well, hey, it's on Google. According to Google users, it says 87% like this movie. Well, yeah, I think it's more. Google got a lot of trolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's more liked by fans. I don't know. Mm. So I think the budget, I'm going to say was, um, oh, God. I'm actually say it had like a $25 million budget. Okay. And I'm going to say that the box office was $35 million Oh. Domestically. Okay. Oh, God. What? <laughs> My numbers were kind of <laughs> on point, but kind of not. It's kind of sad. Oh, God. Uh, well, I mean, according to like just Wikipedia, mm-hmm. it says it's kind of a flop. Uh-huh. Um, budget, $40 million. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Right, so I said eighteen million. Like you double. said twenty-five. Oh yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I did say twenty. I said thirty-five. Right, profit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Box office thirty-one point six. Oh <laughs> no! That's I'm so sorry. Sad. I don't mean to laugh, but oh damn. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I just want to. No, I'm just thinking we should like pull uh, critic cool critic quotes oh maybe uh, maybe even future things because i really like this consensus one mm-hmm. from the rotten tomatoes it says quote fans mm-hmm. of the stage musical may forgive rent its flaws but weak direction inescapable staginess and an irritating faux boho pre- pretension prevent the film from from connecting on screen faux, faux boho i did read that one yeah yeah faux boho i remember yeah, that that's that kind of really wraps up <laughs> my critique. <laughs> that's too. unfortunate, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's worth seeing. Yeah, for sure. So I thought a really fun game that I thought of while watching is it. It's but it's getting time to maybe remake it. Maybe remake ah, it properly. Yeah. And I was actually just having the thought. I was yeah. thinking like somebody is going to, somebody is going to remake it. They definitely can and they definitely should yeah uh, we should recast it whatever oh we feel like. yeah so, so, so I, Lenny I, was recasting it while we were watching yeah it, i was because there's so many songs <laughs> so it's true it's true yes and okay well, what's his name mark mark <laughs> anthony rapp's character when you say um, what's his name i, I have no, no frame <laughs> of reference i know sorry i just was reading anthony rapp and i was like what's his character name um so for mark I didn't have a really a good one. It should just be Anthony Rapp again. He's old. Ish. Eh, no, let's, let's, <laughs> let's have fresh faces. Okay, okay, okay. So, Zac Efron. No, I was going <laughs> to say Zac Efron for Roger, maybe. What? Yeah. What? No, that should definitely be the other guy. 
um, Enchanted. James Marsden? James Marsden. Okay. He's a little old, too, now. He's on Westworld. So? But that's the cool thing about Roger. He's kind of older. Okay. Well, Anthony Rapp, I just said Tyler Oakley would be hilarious because he looks like him, but he's like a YouTuber (laughs) and not a singer. And Tyler Oakley's a little short. Yeah, so... Yeah. He looks like him. You're right. But that's I it. I don't he's not can an Tyler actor. Can sing though? No, and yeah. he's not even an actor. <laughs> I was that one was more for funsies, but <laughs> maybe Zach Efron is just not nerdy enough. Like But he can be. That's the cool he's so versatile. Uh, no. You're, you're not giving him enough cred. He's undercrediting him. You know, no, I need someone a little more awkward. I'm drawing <laughs> blanks. Okay. I mean maybe a drag queen. No, let's move on and Okay, so who, I think of it. So you, James Mar, Mar what, Marsden. Is it Marsden. James Marsden. He's the guy okay. from Enchanted. That's who I think Westworld. Roger should be. Who do you think? Um, I said Zac Efron. Oh. Because Zac Efron, he he can play the bad boy more than the nerd, to me. I mean, Roger is like arguably the, hot, the protagonist, and he's like, you know, he's the like hot the hot rocker. sultry guy, you know. Mm. He could grow out his hair again. High school musicals. Or style. they could go authentic with the short hair. Like the musical. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> no, I think Zach Efron would be excellent. Anyway, so Idina Menzel's character wasn't Maureen. Um, I thought Leah Michelle. I don't know who that is. She's the girl from Glee. Okay. I just think it's funny because I gotta trust you. Well, she she so Leah Michelle and Glee, he she had two gay dads. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the, the character. And then eventually she like searched for her adoptive mother mm-hmm. and it's, or not, not her, her biological mother. And it's Idina Menzel. Mm. She that plays like her mom. Oh, she has okay. a really beautiful voice. Leah Michelle. So like they have a connection and you know, maybe Adina could rehearse her a little bit or something. Yeah. And they have similar, well, Leah Michelle has a really good voice. Mm. She played the protagonist, I think in spring awakening. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I say Lady Gaga. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. She's artsy, you know. Yeah, she's all about protest. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Gaga. Yeah, we're going to see Gaga in A Star is the Born. The Tango Gaga. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a good one. Wow. Mm. She's going to be in A Star is Born. I'm excited to see her act for realsies, like mm. protagonists. For Joanne, I was thinking like, I was like, who's a queer person of color that's cool and i was like janelle monet is amazing remember i showed you her her songs yeah yeah. she's really good and she was she's an oscar she's in oscar movies she was in moonlight and hidden figures so she's an actress and a singer yeah janelle monet would be great i think so and she's queer she's a great queer person already so like it'd be cool for her to play a lesbian yeah i i'm i i approve yeah and then collins Collins. I had a little Kevin trouble. Hart. No. I was thinking <laughs> maybe like a like a Childish Gambino or like a John Legend. Ow. Oh, like I was man. thinking of like You nailed it. John Legend. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Someone I was thinking like who's wise and a good singer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I could feel John Legend. Like he who would could, like kill who, it. It's like who could I buy being like a philosophy professor? <laughs> <laughs> That has a good voice. Uh, so funny. Yeah. Yeah. John Legend. Clutch. Okay. And Angel. Oh, I know so many because <laughs> <laughs> I watched so much Drag Race. Oh, my God. Um, I was like, 
Well, we just saw and see, we're watching season six, and apparently Courtney Act has played Angel. That's in right. Something Courtney <laughs> Act is great. So Zeleny's rewatching season six. I'm watching season six for the first time, That's true. and I'm having my wig blown. <laughs> Snatched. <laughs> Your wig doesn't blow. <laughs> I mean, I my wig blows. Okay. <laughs> it, it's blowing my wig, I tell you. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I was also, like, while I was watching it, I was the, like, I could see a Monet exchange up in here. Oh, yeah. She's so charismatic. It's true. And I was like. I'm from New York. Yeah, New York queen. Oh, uh, Zeleni's so funny because before we started rewatching season six, she's like, I hear season, everybody says season six is the best, but I'm like, I don't really see it. And then we like, <laughs> like 10 minutes in the season, the first episode, she's like, wow, this season is the best. <laughs> it is. It's season six, Drag Race, go rewatch watch it it's so good yeah okay i think mimi is easy zendaya i think would be great she zendaya. was zendaya who the heck is she's zendaya? oh my goodness you, we say that and i can all i remember is sangia is that was his name no Some, from american idol yeah. Zendaya. no <laughs> no zendaya that's the death of american idol that was great i like it. <laughs> zendaya she was in the greatest showman and oh. she's She's she sings. Yeah. She was good in that. I mean, I hated that movie, but she was great and she's beautiful and she just fits that part. I can see her doing it. It's for Mimi. Yeah, for Mimi. She, I, if you saw, she she kind of reminds me of a like young Rosario Dawson. Hmm. Um, and she already has played opposite Zac Efron in The Greatest Showman. Hmm. You don't know because you don't know anyone contemporary. Shade. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh my gosh, stop it. What? <laughs> You're like my inner thoughts. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, I, it's okay. We we got me. Zendaya. I, mean, I kind of know. Oh. Well, no, no, no. For Mimi, I would do what's her name? Robbie Robbie uh uh It's not Robbie Moore. Robbie Moore? No, She's Robbie old. the 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 Oh god, why is it her name escaping me? Uh Tanya, I Tanya. Oh, Margot, Ro- Margot Robbie? Robbie. Yeah, she what? could be Mimi. She doesn't sing, does she? I mean, I'm sure she could. I don't know if, if she, she can sing. do her accent that good. Like, oh she- my god, <laughs> I don't think that implies singing. You know who I, you know who I thought I I forgot I had it here for Anthony Rapp's character Mark. If he sings, I don't know if he does, but Timothy Chalamet from, or maybe even Army Hammer from Call Me by Your Name. Hmm. I don't know if they sing though. He's the guy from Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. The kid, and call me by your name, mainly. Yeah, right, 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 right. That kid, he's so cute. <laughs> so he play, he would play Roger or Mark. Mark, Mark. He, uh, he, uh, the, he. I had written them down. I was. I'm like, so surprised you didn't pick Harry Styles for any of these. Oh shit, Roger! He would be <laughs> such a good Roger. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> I love. Him. I had to remind you. Well, it's because he's not an actor, really. He was in Dunkirk, but for like two seconds, I think. Mm. I don't know. He had an in. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe hairstyles. He'd be so charming. <laughs> what about Benny? I couldn't really think of anyone for Benny. His like. Benny sucks. His aura. I thought I could be Tyrese. See. Tyrese Gibbons. No. I, I his aura reminded me of like. An Aziz Ansari type of character, like trying to be like bougie, you know what I mean? But he yeah, didn't sing. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, but that's okay. This character does not. Oh, okay. Uh, Benny doesn't sing that much. Okay. Well, I could he see. He sings a couple songs. He I does have see a song. Aziz playing, just like that, like trying to be like, I don't know. I just. But again, he's short. and So why do you hate short but people? But Benny is supposed to be like a, a 
strong, big character. I think Aziz can like get in shape for this, for this role. Mm, yeah. Okay. I don't see it, but <laughs> I. I just see you. the try hard rich guy thing. Like I see it. Like I could see Aziz and Sari playing someone. No, like, it would be The Rock. He The Rock is old. You only <laughs> know old people. Benny would be Dwayne Johnson. Oh my god. For sure. No, that you went too big. <laughs> Come on I mean, like, imagine being like locked out of your apartment by The Rock. I I can't see Aziz. But he's like the thing is about you know he's soft enough to be like you know what I I had a talk with Mimi. And that's why seasons are, I don't know, I could see it. I, it would be a challenge from like comedy to like <laughs> musical theater drama, but you know. <laughs> wow. Aziz or The Rock? <laughs> we just at High Key Book Club. We got to hear or from Or someone you. better, probably. That's a better idea. I it's so my, funny. My we, we're like soliciting advice for like the <laughs> least included character in the musical. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, I feel comfortable with a lot of my choices. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> even even with my shade. Yeah, I do. I think a John Legend. I think Zendaya are great. Janelle Monae, <laughs> Monet Exchange. What a powerhouse. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, you know, they uh, they they did that for the Lion King, showing all of the you know new voices oh, for the uh-huh. new Lion King. So. We should maybe make like one of those challenges oh where it's God. like, you know, that's not who a are challenge, though. That was a real one. No, I know. I know. <laughs> but I'm saying we should in, be inspired by that and make like some sort of like musical challenge to oh. be like, who would you replace with modern guys? For this? Maybe that's kind of cool. That is. I just have this quote from it's from School of Rock, but I just I think <laughs> wait, I, wait, wait, wait. that's not this <laughs> musical. Well, I think I was confused. Well, not confused, but I was just being silly. And this like, is like Tenement of Rock. <laughs> There was this part where Roger is like selling his guitar mm-hmm. and I was like, I just wrote the quote, would you tell Picasso to sell his guitar? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so school of rock. <laughs> that's perfect. That's yeah. like one of the best lines. I know. In school of rock. That's why I thought of it. I think it's just, it's too good. Oh, I saw the cheese man from cheese IMDb man. said, well, Tay Diggs and Idina Menzel were married for 10 years after this. Wow. Yeah. But they got divorced in, ten, in in 2013. And then she got married to Steve, who I think is supposed to be a character in this, but I think a minor one. I don't know who Steve is. Let us know if you know. <laughs> but yeah, isn't that weird? She married Benny. The That's villain. cool. Tay Diggs. <laughs> yeah. Who Ozzy seems to really enjoy. Yeah, he does. That's why I thought it was so funny. <laughs> That's why my casting is perfect. Oh. <laughs> anyway. So, oh, you also asked me what happened to April, who is Roger's Well, yeah, I was... girlfriend It's so... It, I mean, I was... It's vague. Well, I found it out for it you. It's confusing. Well, let me see if I can figure okay, it out. Okay. I, I was trying to piece together that... It is intentionally vague, by the way. Oh. In the movie. Oh. Not in the musical. She died. Her name was April. Um, did she get hit by a car? No. <laughs> no, but she dies from AIDS, right? No. Mm, she actually doesn't. Does she, does she overdose? No. What? They left it out in the movie because it was too much. Too much? Quotes. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> so, and they actually filmed it. She slit her wrists. She <gasps> committed suicide in the bathroom. 
And in her suicide note is where Roger finds out about his HIV status. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they should have included that. I mean, maybe yeah, not like the well, slitting wrist, but like definitely you could have included him finding her dead like mm-hmm. after the fact. I mean, they had it. They had it filmed. It's so strange because A, like death by slitting wrists, like suicide that way was a issue, big issue during that period mm-hmm. when the movie came out. And then also other that, otherwise we don't see this film addressing suicide in any way, I don't think. That's which true. I think is important because at certain times it's sort of uh, the, the lyrics will uh, imply thoughts of suicide from some mm-hmm. of the characters, um, you know, living in the hell and all of that. But uh, that's a whole nother layer that it, I didn't even realize that the musical itself addressed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I, I try to find it in the research because you had asked because it's too vague i think that mm-hmm. it's important it's an important piece to understand roger's character like we need to yeah. understand his motivation as to why he's so clean cut now why he's also well he, i'm gonna say he's so clean cut but i mean he's straight and he doesn't do the mess anymore mm-hmm. and he's also very convicted to keep Mimi off of mm-hmm. the drugs. That's so true. we need to know why he's so motivated for that. It's true. You don't really get that answer. So I think it's unclear. And because of that, it's one of the added cloudiness about this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, they could have addressed it without it being too much. Yeah. So I think, you know, looking back at this now, it's like I'm trying to critically analyze it. I think that they failed to add many of these key important moments in these characters lives in the beginning of the setup um they i mean they focused on characterization more in the sense of i think how these characters related to one another rather than what's really driving each one of them mm-hmm. um, and so the motivations behind each character was unclear because it's a lot to follow yeah totally and i think that they get too caught up in trying to explain like multiple characters in one song or mm-hmm. something like that, uh, rather than focusing on just really clearly explaining a specific one character's and goals and intentions that could set up us, set us up to understand why they make the choices they do throughout the rest of the film. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's a good general note to end on sure <laughs> to finish up, um yes and we can give our grade so at the end of the day the musical has beautiful numbers in it in my opinion i i mean so, so many of these songs get stuck in my head to this day and that i love to sing moments of them um and some of them all the way through um the writing is exquisite and i think that it also touches i mean we don't have uh too many pieces of media through which to look at the AIDS crisis through, especially from somebody who experienced it so firsthand and from that time period that it was a is- major issue during. So with all of that in mind, I give the musical an A, but the film, oh man, this is hard. I feel like I'm going to be a little mean. And I, I sh- think I'm too. Yeah. A little bit. Not that mean. All right. I, I give it a B minus. Okay. I was going to give it a B. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's actually surprising to me that like I love this music movie so much, but yet I'm giving yeah. Yeah, I mean I I think it's it's fine. Like I, I like a lot of movies. I love a lot of movies that mm-hmm. are like critically right 
unacclaimed. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because I think uh, now looking at it, if I didn't see it as a high schooler and have the type of connection I d- did growing up with it, then I probably would not think highly of this movie at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I don't know what I would think if I was coming at it fresh. But I I love uh, singing a few of these songs particularly i love singing rent the the hard rock song in the beginning uh i often incorporated that song into an open mic routine that i would do um the routine would be a combination of the circle of life from the lion king and this song so like what i would do is i would open up they were both lip syncs too it was like it was like lip syncs and ish karaoke like i would kind of combine moments of using the microphone but not all the time Mm -hmm. but anyway uh they were just very theatrical and i would act out the whole circle of life song and then it would uh transition seamlessly into rent and it was kind of me trying to like also give this message of like the circle of life is rent and i know that you've talked about that before too Uh, and you have strong feelings about that. I do. Which is so funny. We've had this whole hour of podcasting, of book clubbing, and I don't think we've talked at all about the concept, really, of just rent. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, I believe you have to pay rent to life, mm-hmm. no matter what. Really? So that's why I don't really believe in home ownership. <laughs> because you always just have to be paying a monthly payment to live wherever you're living, whether it's to buy it or to rent it. And to me, it's all the same shit. I think that's deeply flawed, but I'm not going <laughs> to get into that on here. <laughs> it's not this podcast. Right. <laughs> but it's like in terms of the rent uh, in rent, it's so peculiar because oh, they, that they don't pay rent. They don't pay rent at all. That's crazy. It is, especially I, in New York and I Manhattan. Was, I was appalled. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I think that's how Manhattan kind of was back in the day, though, like which we didn't really talk about, but how it wasn't really until 95 96 that manhattan started to get the revitalization that leads to new york city and the perception i think today that we have of it of it being a very chic glamorous city Mm -hmm. um but before the mid 90s it really was not that and didn't have that perception at all it was very dingy um and uh desperate need of revitalization and uh, so I guess at that period, maybe it was easier for uh, an artist, a literal starving artist, to find little places like that that they could just have deals, special deals, or they don't have to pay rent. That's but, so weird. Yeah, <laughs> I have no clue, but mm-hmm. it's strange that, <laughs> yeah, they don't pay. They haven't paid last year's rent. They're struggling to figure out how to pay this year's rent. And then they're going to get kicked out if they don't pay any rent. Uh, and then as soon as they are about to be forgiven, like why, why don't they, they get, pay. Yeah. Why don't they get jobs? Well, so then that's the whole like second controversy about <laughs> <laughs> like the, the reality of this musical that it's trying to set up. I think it's trying to set up like, you know, it's OK to be an artist that doesn't have a job, which I mean, it's it's like basic- it's it, it's it feels good for the artist, but also like. It's really hard to do that. So that's the song you'll see. It's mm-hmm. and it's the third song in the film, which I don't know if you remember the song, but it's actually when you listen to the lyrics of it, it's a very important song. It actually sets up like the whole situation of the musical mm-hmm. and also the the struggle of an artist trying to 
eat, you know, and, and have a roof over their head while practicing their craft. Mm. And so the song you'll see is Benny's lead song. It's his only lead song. Oh. And he's he's explaining about how, you know, you have to do these. You have to have a job and you have to work in order to do the things that you love and what you want to be creative about. Um, and it's kind of that whole difference of like the, these artists don't think like they don't want to subject that like they basically don't want to subscribe to the capitalist world right they want to be full out rebel artists and they're trying to build that's bohemia right that's Mm -hmm. that whole concept Mm -hmm. and um and then that's what mark's whole dilemma is uh throughout his the arc of his character because he sells out yeah kind of but then he's all you know then it ends up enabling them to stay there and so (laughs) That's the hustle. Yeah, it's the hu- it's the hustle. Yeah, wow. that's true. Uh, so yeah, right. So I, <laughs> I, did, yeah, I, d- I did this like little performance art thing, and it was mm-hmm. that was my routine for open mics for a couple of years. Um, and it was it was mostly a showstopper. It would okay. <laughs> well, it would definitely be different. Can you than, sing us something? Uh, Circle of Life or Rent? Probably Rent. Okay, yeah. Because so my favorite line in that song is like two thirds into it. Um, and they go, how do you connect in an age where strangers, landlords, lovers, your whole blood cells betray what binds a fabric together when the raging shifting winds of change keep ripping away. You draw a line in the sand and then make a stand. You should uh, bury your guitar, bury your songs, use your guitar. When they act up, you call their bluff. We're not gonna. Anyways, it's the, (laughs) it's the part where they go, the raging, the raging shifting winds of change keep ripping away. I just like that. Like it's, it's a beautiful moment where I feel like these artists are expressing their struggle with like trying to create while having these forces telling them that they need to pay rent and they need to make money for, you know, this other person to basically profit off of their poorness mm-hmm. um and i that that was something so palpable to me in this time period when i was performing these songs it still is to this day but mm-hmm. i feel like i've come a little more full circle to understanding it and at the time though i was definitely full of rage about it mm-hmm. and i definitely i think still can uh i feel part of that rage still i've just come definitely. to control it still. but yeah and so it's that's why i think that that song connects to me really really well and it's a good song for somebody like me to perform at something like an open mic cool <laughs> yeah you should so it's do cool. it again <laughs> it's cool it was a cool contrast right because circle of life is very yeah. fluffy kids and right. you know it sets up this one expectation and then you immediately like rip it apart with this oh <laughs> hardcore <laughs> rent song that's true yeah that's my thing well, anyway, this has been an absolute joy uh, to be with you again. What episode number is this? 20, I don't know. No. Uh, it's like 26, 27. Yeah, 27, does, 27. Does low-key book club count? I don't count? know. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a shout out? Yes. <laughs> okay. So she was in musical theater, I think. So I feel bad if she wasn't. But my shout out for this episode is Devin Tyler especially thinking about how uh, I shared the story of Katrina earlier in this episode, because Devin Tyler, she's a person who's very near and dear to my heart, especially during this time period when I was beginning to learn more about theater, the theater world and rent. Devin Tyler, she is an actress now. 
um, and she acts professionally in movies. At the period in 2005, she was in New Orleans and she was from New Orleans. She lived there and was relocated to Houston after Katrina hit. And uh, she was a new student that our theater class took in. She was like one of three, I think, uh, Katrina refugees that our school, our department specifically Mm -hmm. took in. And she, if I remember right, she was the only one of the three that actually stayed with the program and didn't uh, go like move back or Mm -hmm. move away. And so... I ended up growing a very close friendship with Devin Tyler um, and it was just so much fun to experiencing to experience shows and movies with her and uh, these songs with her. I was able to sing these songs uh, all the time with her and it was a lot of fun and I just can't even count all of the laughs that we had. Aww. And so it was a whole lot of fun, but I think I abused that friendship and and the fun of it all at a certain point, maybe like at the end of my sophomore year or so, uh, to the point that it it kind of cut into our friendship a little bit uh, or a lot. And it was never really the same after that. uh, But we still respect each other and try to stay in touch and like each other's Facebook posts when we can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's my shout out to Devin Tyler and hope that she's still holding it down and um, still doing what she does best, which is uh, bring these characters and emotions to screen. Wow. Well, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Cool. For sure. Now I have to, now, oh, now you're making me all emotional. Aww. I got to go share this to her. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should. Yeah. While I'm at it, shout out to Devin's parents. okay because they're great too so thanks again for tuning in to high key book club whether you're listening to this on apple podcasts or google play leave us a review on itunes or five stars because it helps us out if if you're kind like that yeah or if you don't like what you hear just send us a message You can actually, if you have any thoughts about episodes or anything you want to cover, you can also email us at highkeybookclub at gmail.com mm-hmm. and talk to us. We're yeah. receptive to fan for feedback. For sure. I just I just realized like oh, for podcasts I listen to, I like if they if they have an email, I always prefer that because it's a, it's more just like direct rather mm-hmm. than like putting it out on your Twitter feed, you know? Yeah. Well, great. It's been a pleasure. Uh, this is Cameron signing off. Tuning out. This what is do I? Lenny. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go do some shenanigans now. Yeah, we'll be back next week with another musical. Do we know which one yet? We do, but we'll we'll keep it a surprise. Low Check key. out our Twitter feed and Instagram story for that information. Yeah, we'll usually try to announce uh, in the midweek. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like on Friday or Saturday. Um, so it'll be a fun one next week, more lighthearted for sure. So until then, you'll be hearing from us. Thank you.